This daily Christian newscast is brought to you in partnership with sermonaudio.com. It's Friday, September 29th, AD 2023. This is the World View in 5 minutes, written by yours truly and heard at theworldview.com. I'm Adam McManus. On September 15th, an evangelistic team in eastern Uganda discovered a Muslim had locked up his son and starved him for more than four months for simply accepting Christ, reports Morningstar News. Masobia Aramansi of the Bugiri district learned that his 17-year-old son had accepted Christ earlier this year after hearing preaching in Agangwa while attending a boarding school there. After a teacher at the school phoned the father to report the Christian conversion, the Muslim man did something horrific upon his son's next visit home. The dad locked up his son, tied him up, and denied him food because he had, quote, become a Christian by making a public confession, which was a disgrace to our family, end quote. The pastor pleaded to be granted a few minutes to pray for the family. They were given five minutes. He said, quote, as we were praying, there was a very strong, bad smell in the house. Since we were many, we forcefully entered the inner room where the smell was coming from and found a teenage boy in a dilapidated state, end quote. A photo of the boy obtained by Morningstar News shows him in a starving condition with skin clinging to his bones. At the hospital, the pastor said the boy was able to utter only a few words about his mistreatment. The pastor said he learned from his mother that she had provided him with water while he was locked up. He said, quote, the mother used to sneak in with only water, but when her son fell sick, she did not bring him medicine, but insulted him by calling him an infidel to the family religion and that he should die, end quote. Remarkably, the father later repented of the cruelty and other sins and put his faith in Christ. Ezekiel 36.26 describes the miracle of God's rescue of hardened sinners. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. During the second GOP presidential debate held at the Reagan Presidential Library Wednesday night, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie took a shot at Donald Trump, who was not on stage. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Mention was made of President Joe Biden's marching in a picket line with union workers. South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott said this. Joe Biden should not be on the picket line. He should be on the southern border working to close our southern border because it is unsafe, wide open, and insecure. Then, former Vice President Mike Pence chimed in. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. Vivek Ramaswamy, another one of the GOP presidential contenders and a successful businessman, addressed our southern border and the fentanyl crisis. There's two sides to this, and we have to be very honest about it. One is we do have to seal that southern border. Building the wall is not enough. They're building cartel-financed tunnels underneath that wall. Semi-trucks can drive through them. We have to use our own military to seal the Swiss cheese of a southern border. But we also have to be honest. 
There's a demand side problem in this country too, a mental health epidemic. I met family in Iowa. They lost their son, Sebastian, 17 years old. He bought Percocet on Snapchat and then he died. Why did he die? Because it was laced with fentanyl. That is closer to bioterrorism, not a drug overdose. That is poisoning. So it is our job to make sure that never happens. But it's also our job to make sure that 17-year-olds don't turn to Percocet via Snapchat. We have to bring back mental health care in this country, not with pumping pharmaceuticals, but with faith-based approaches that restore purpose and meaning in the next generation of Americans. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dismissed the polls, which revealed Trump's large lead for the Republican nomination. Polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents. And we're going to take the case of the people in these early states. We're going to do it in a state-by-state direction. And why? Because as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. In other news, the Biden administration has proposed a new rule that would require foster care agencies to place homosexual or transgender identified children with families that will affirm their sexual preference or confusion about their God-given gender. The proposal reads, quote, to be considered a safe and appropriate placement, a provider is expected to utilize the child's identified pronouns chosen name, and allow the child to dress in an age-appropriate manner that the child believes reflects their self-identified gender identity and expression, end quote. The rule will be open for comments until November 27th. The American Principles Project, a socially conservative advocacy group, argued that the proposal was part of a host of attacks on the traditional family. On Thursday, Terry Schilling, the group's president, said that Biden has become, quote, a clear and present danger to American families, end quote. And finally, Samaritan's Purse dedicated a new airlift response center in North Carolina on Tuesday. The facility includes a 55,000-square-foot hangar and office space, as well as the charity's newly acquired cargo plane, a Boeing 757, which just went into service. Reverend Franklin Graham, the president of Samaritan's Purse, said, quote, As a pilot, I know the value of aviation. It allows us to respond quickly when disasters strike. We could not do it without these tools and this team. We thank God for the new Greensboro Airlift Response Center and our two cargo planes that give us the ability to meet needs in Jesus' name. End quote. Isaiah 58 verse 10 says, If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. And that's the worldview on this Friday, September 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Subscribe by iTunes or email to our unique Christian newscast at theworldview.com. I'm Adam McManus. Seize the day for Jesus Christ.